Welcome, wrestling fans from around the world to In the Ring with Brandy. I'm your host, Brandy, and on the show, we talk about all things wrestling from AEW to Impact, Ring of Honor, WWE's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. On tonight's show, I'm going to be covering all out. AEW is all out for 9 5. So let's jump into the action and let's find out what happened on all out. Of course, we had the buy-in at the very beginning. It was Matt Hardy, Private Party, and Helico, and Jack Evans versus Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, Eula Reader, and Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy with Marcus Stunt. This was an incredible match, guys. Absolutely incredible way to start the buy-in. Absolutely incredible way to start all out as a whole. It was a great match between two, you know, some of the best competitors that AEW had to offer. And I absolutely enjoyed it. It was an incredible match. You know, back and forth. You know, they're playing the game of chicken. You know, at one point, Jungle Boy is on Luchasaurus's shoulders. And they're playing chicken. It was an incredible match. You, my listeners out there, need if you want to go check it out, go on your social media. Go check this out. Because I'm telling you guys, this was an incredible way to start all out. Absolutely incredible. It did end, of course, with Orange Cassidy. You, uh, Eula Weeder, Taylor, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus winning that match. But what happened afterwards, well, Jack Evans and the rest of the team come in to try to destroy Orange Cassidy. Butcher returned. We have been waiting to see when Butcher was going to reunite with the Blade. He returned at the buy-in for All Out. Absolutely happy to see Butcher and Blade back together. I love Butcher and Blade. They are a great tag team. I love them. Looking forward to seeing what they're going to do. But they can Butcher come out to help Blade. And Jungle Boy, Varsity Blondes, Dark Order, Dante Martin, they all come out to make the save on Orange Cassidy. Because Matt Hardy was going to shave Orange Cassidy's hair. Yes, you heard me right. He was going to shave Orange Cassidy's hair off. Luckily enough, they made the save. A lot of people come in to help him out to make the save. Of course, Matt was not happy. And afterwards, the entire group as a unit, Dark Order, all of them together, gave a big old group hug. We'll give the fans what they want. Gave them a hug. Heck of a way to start. AEW is all out. Of course, Dan Lambert has to be there, up there, running his mouth. I'll tell you guys, I'm enjoying American Top Team being on there. And that's getting a chance to see, you know, how Tony Khan and them have kind of got this little deal with UFC and MMA. I like this. I like where they're going. But it's going to be interesting to see because, of course, Dan, if those of you who don't know, has kind of took under his wing Scorpio Sky and all ego Ethan Page. It's an interesting little setup. But I'm telling you, it's going to snowball. He's going to keep messing with the wrong people in AEW and somebody's going to come to shut him up. It's just a matter of time. But like I said, I love that Tony Khan is showing that he's kind of opened the forbidden door a little bit wider to bring in MMA and UFC. I like it. And we always never know who Dan's going to bring. He's always bringing MMA fighters and UFC fighters. Even a couple of weeks ago, he brought in a UFC UFC champion, which was absolutely incredible to see. I like this little setup, so I'm kind of interested to see where Tony Khan is going to go with this involving Dan Lambert, American top team in UFC and MMA. It's going to be interesting to see where he goes and what is doing, what is going on with him taking Scorpio Sky and all ego Ethan Page under his wing and how far are Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky going to go with American Top Flight before finally they make somebody mad, somebody comes out to shut him up. It's a matter of time before we find out. 
First match of the night, TNT Championship match. Eddie Kingston versus Miro. This was a good match. I said from the beginning when I when they had set this up on Rampage that this was going to be an incredible match between two great in-ring competitors. It was going to be a really good match. Miro, I thought at the beginning, might have met his match involving, you know, Eddie Kingston. I thought it would be really good to see these two because it was something new, something we had not seen. It's somebody Fuego Del Sol. Or it's, it's someone that Miro kind of chooses. No, Eddie Kingston decided he wanted to take it upon himself to go after Miro. And I like that. It was a great match. I'm going to be honest with you. Great TNT match. Incredible match. I loved it. It was absolutely amazing. If you guys want to go check it out, go on your social media and look it up. It is incredible. Of course, Miro retained his TNT championship. I'm trying to figure out exactly who's going to come and take that title off Miro. Many people believe that Kip Sabian might come back and take it off Miro because the feud with Kip Sabian and Miro that was never quite finished when Kip Sabian got injured and had to go out. It's going to be interesting to see because a lot of people from AEW have challenged Miro and Miro has managed to squeak by. So it's going to be interesting to see who might be the next challenger and who might actually take it off of Miro in the end. Truthfully and honestly, if you want my opinion, I would love to see somebody from Inner Circle do it. It would be absolutely incredible. I don't care who it is. It would be incredible. Of course, then again, I would love to see Kip Sabian make his return and just beat the living daylights out of Miro and take that title. To me, that would be absolutely incredible, too. In my opinion, the person I think that deserves that TNT title is the person that should have gotten it in the beginning, and that is the Murderhawk monster, Lance Archer. I think that he deserves it more than anybody else. But then again, like I said, it's up to Tony Khan as to who's going to take this. It's going to be interesting to see who Miro's next challenger is going to be and who might actually take it off of him. We're going to have to wait and find out. Next, we get Moxley versus Suzuki. We knew this was coming. We knew that eventually this was going to get ugly. So we've been here. You know, we've seen Suzuki come back before, and we knew he was going to come back eventually. Because if any of you have not seen this, go back on New Japan and watch this. Their feud is unbelievable. These two have been feuding for a very long time. So I knew eventually this was going to escalate into something very nasty. It was an incredible match. It really was an incredible match. Moxley, of course, did win that match. Who didn't see that coming? I'm telling you guys, you've got to go check this out. Go to new, go anywhere that you can get on your social media and check out this feud between these two. Suzuki and Moxley are absolutely violent. They can get downright nasty. And I'm telling you, this feud is not over between Suzuki and Moxley. It is far from over. Way over. Going to be interesting to see what happens between these two and how far they go. Now we have the AEW Women's Championship, Britt Baker, DMD versus Chris Statlander. I told you guys from the very beginning a couple of weeks back, Chris is a great opponent for Britt Baker. She, you know, I really think she is. I think she's got the fire to take Britt Baker on. The biggest problem that Statlander has is Rebel. She's always outside that ring, and you never know what Rebel's going to pull. You're just not quite sure. This girl is absolutely insane, so you're not sure what she's going to pull. And that's normally how Britt Baker wins is because Rebel is always interfering. 
And Britt is good. Don't get me wrong. I love Britt Baker. She is an incredible in-ring performer. She's credible as a champion. But I would love to see just once Britt win a match without Rebel or any outside interference. Just to show that Britt can do it. I know she can. I know she's capable of it. But she always has to have any outside interference to beat. Even with Nyla Rose, she had to have outside interference just to beat Nyla. What does that say? Truthfully and honestly, if I was TK, I would ban Rebel from ringside and let Britt Baker show what she could really do, what she's really capable of. Because I know that girl is great. Chris Statlander, absolutely amazing. Since she come back from her knee injury, this girl has been on fire. She has been setting the AEW women's division on its head, actually showing what she can do and what she should have been doing way back when, when she went out. She's been absolutely incredible. This was a great match, guys. This is a match I, I highly recommend you go watch because it was incredible. I stand by any part of my women's division, no matter what promotion they're in, and these two women turned the women's division upside down. It was an incredible match. It really was. Great match. One I recommend, of course, Britt Baker did retain. Who didn't see that one coming, but she did retain. It was an incredible match, guys. It's one I'm telling you, you got to go check out. Now we get the one I was concerned about. The one that I was really, really sort of concerned about, but also excited about. We all know what's been going on with the Bucks, and ever since they've been, you had those tag titles. Any challenger who's ever faced them has always had outside interference from the elite. We've seen it happen. That's the only way the Bucks have been able to retain Frankie Kazarian, Christopher Daniels, outside interference. You know, Jungle Boy Luchasaurus, outside interference. Moxley Kingston, outside interference. It's always been outside interference from the elite. I really, truly believe TK had had enough of the outside interference and set up this match to make sure that the elite did not interfere in a good match. I'm talking about the steel cage match for the AEW World Tag Team Titles. The Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers. I told you guys, this one was going to be one for the ages. It was going, I mean, these two teams, they've battled each other before in a ladder match, and it was absolutely brutal. If you've not seen the ladder match and you want to get a taste of it before you watch the steel cage match, go check them out. Absolutely an incredible, I mean, brutal match. Well, they didn't disappoint in the steel cage match. Lucha Brothers had a heck of an entrance. It was absolutely incredible. Going back to their cultural heritage, I loved it. It was amazing. You guys need to go check it out. It was incredible. Props, I loved it. Beautiful. This match was literally a knockout match. These two tore each other apart. They really did showcase what they could do, and they were even rougher on each other than what they were in their last confrontation in the latter match. They took each other to their breaking points and literally tore each other apart. It was absolutely unbelievable to watch this. Sometimes I wanted to put my hands over my eyes because I was like, I can't look. I can't look. I can't watch what they're going to do. They tore each other apart. They busted each other open. Pinto was so busted open that I'm surprised that he could even finish the match because he was having issues seeing. You could see it coming through his mask. It was absolutely unbody brutal. These two were brutal. It's not one that I recommend for the faint of heart because I'm telling you right now, you're not going to wonder why. You'll be covering your eyes the whole match. It was a great match. It was an incredible match. No outside interference. They couldn't get in. They had no way to get in, so it was a fair fight between the two teams. It ended with 
The Lucha Brothers becoming the new AEW World Tag Team Champions. I was so happy. Bucks, of course, weren't happy, but the Lucha Brothers, they deserved it. They deserved it for everything that they've been through up to this point, dealing with the elite, dealing with you know Andrade, dealing with the Bucks, dealing with everything that they've had to deal with. They've come so far and progressed so far. I was so happy to see them get these titles, and it's going to be interesting to see how they mold and shape the AEW tag team division. It's going to be interesting to see how they do this. I'm looking forward to seeing who's going to take them on next. Now, the one that we've all been waiting for, the one that I told you guys was going to be interesting, we've seen this match before, and we've seen it with the guys, and we've had interesting surprises pop up in these matches. I'm talking about the Casino Battle Royale match. This one is actually 21 women Casino Battle Royale match. The winner of that match would go on to be get a shot at the AEW Women's Champion, which happens to be Britt Baker. There's always surprises in these Casino Battle Royale matches. We never know who's going to show up. We never know who's going to show up and show out. You don't know what to expect. Now, for those of you who don't understand the Casino Battle Royale match, I'm going to explain it to you simply. Each woman is given a card. Each woman or man, whoever's involved in the match, is given a card. This card is set into suits, hearts, clubs, so on and so forth. It's at random. You don't know who's going to get picked. And at random, it shuffles kind of like a lottery and spins round and round and round, and a suit pops up. Whoever is in that suit are the first ones to come out and battle each other. Two minutes, they have two minutes to you know, eliminate as many people as they possibly can before the lottery starts again and another suit pops up. It keeps going until we get 20 women in the match. At, then it has another two-minute time countdown. That countdown is for the Joker, and no one knows who the Joker is. No one does. The only person that does is TK. So you have no idea who the Joker is going to be. It could be anybody. You get the Joker, you're the surprise. So, first suit that came up, of course, we had Bunny, Emi Sakura, Akara Shida, Abaddon, and Sky Blue. Incredible two-minute match between these ladies. Sheeta went out and Abaddon went out. Two women in a two-minute time period went out. Now, keep in mind, guys, remember, it tumbles. So we don't know what suit's going to go pick, and we don't know who's in the suit. You have no idea who's coming. No idea. Next one tumbles in two minutes. We had Anna Jay, Kira Hogan, Kylan King, Nyla Rose, and Diamante. Now we've got quite a few women in the ring, and it's getting absolutely nasty. Colin King goes out, Diamante goes out. You still got all these other women in the ring trying to take each other out. There are no alliance. Every now and then you'll see an alliance get built, but it's very rare that an alliance does because it's every woman for themselves. They want a shot at Britt Baker. They want a shot at that title. So they're going to do anything to take each other out. There, there's no friends here. None whatsoever. You might see an alliance if they want to take out the same person, but it's very rare. Very rare. Two minutes later, flips again. Thunder Rosa, Penelope Ford, Jamie Hayter, Riho, Big Swole. This, now it's getting nasty. Now you've got a lot more women in the ring. It's going to be a lot harder to keep up. It's going to be a lot harder to get them out because everybody's going to be going after everybody. It's a free-for-all, pretty much. But 
Jamie Hader goes out, Big Swole goes out in that section. Diamante, of course, eliminated Big Swole, and that was absolutely incredible. It flips again, and here we go again with another ten, another another two minutes, and it's over. Ty Conte, Red Velvet, Layla Hirsch, Jane Cargill, and Rebel. Absolutely incredible. Now it's getting nasty. Now it's getting downright nasty. But keep in mind, guys, there's one suit left, and that's the Joker. And nobody knows who the Joker is. It could be anybody in AEW. You don't know. It could be somebody from the Forbidden Door. You don't know. You have no idea. And none of the other, the women are busy focusing on themselves. But when it gets close to that Joker countdown, and it gets close to that, you know, where they're counting down to 10, every woman is looking to see who the Joker is going to be. Who is it going to be? Of course, Rebel gets eliminated. Bunny and Anna Jay eliminate each other. Layla Hurst gets eliminated. Here it goes. Ten, nine, all the women are looking. The Joker's getting ready to come. Everybody's waiting. AEW fans are sitting on the edge of their seat going hoot. Because remember, in the men's casino by the Royal match, we got a forbidden door enter, enter last time. And we were absolutely, absolutely shocked that we got somebody from New Japan. So we're trying to figure out, who's it going to be? Who's going to be the women's Joker? Who's it going to be? And everybody's standing there. It gets to one all of a sudden. Rancid's Ruby Soho hits, and out comes, yes, you heard me correctly, Ruby Soho also used to be formerly Ruby Riot from WWE. Yes, guys, you heard me correctly. Ruby is now all elite. Absolutely incredible. People were shocked. The crowd was going nuts. I was going nuts. Happy to see Ruby in AEW. Absolutely excited to see her there. She was the Joker. Absolutely incredible. She gets in there, starts eliminating, and it's her eliminating people. Nyla Rose gets eliminated. Jade Cargill gets eliminated. Ty Conte. The list goes on and on and on and on. It goes down to two final women in the ring. Penelope Ford and Ruby Soho. This is a nasty match because you've got two women who are literally scratching and clawing to get that opportunity at Britt Baker. Either one of them I would love to see win it. Penelope Ford, absolutely incredible. Ruby we all know Ruby. She's absolutely amazing. So to see either one of these women face Britt Baker for the opportunity is amazing. But guess what? The new number one contender for Britt Baker's title is none other than Ruby Soho. You heard me correctly. Ruby is now going for the AEW Women's Championship against Britt Baker. Absolutely excited. Cannot wait to see what's going to happen between her and Britt. It's going to be a heck of a fight. Looking forward to it. If you want to go check out the Casino Battle Royale match, go on your social media and look it up. It's an incredible match. I promise you guys, you will not be disappointed. It's incredible. Well, then we have Chris Jericho versus MJF. This was the one I was nervous about because if Chris Jericho loses, he will never wrestle in AEW ever again. He will start his full-time career as a commentator. This one scared me. From the very beginning when Chris made the decision to do this, I was with JR and I was with Excalibur and Tony Schiavone and the rest of them. This is not a good idea. This is not a good idea at all. We know MJ's reputation when it comes to Chris Jericho. He cheats. You expect Wardlow at any time. I mean, you never know where one of the members of the Pentacle is going to pop up at. Kind of hoping, though, in the back of my mind that the inner circle might be there somewhere just to make sure, you know, run interference to make sure there's a fair fight between Jericho and MJF. 
This was an incredible match, guys. Had me on the edge of my seat, literally biting my nails. But this is why it became so incredible. NJF literally, literally has, you know, absolutely, you know, has him backed into a corner. Just back up just a little bit. Let me go back a little bit. Chris Jericho's entrance, absolutely incredible. He had his band member, Billy Gray, play Judas for everybody. It was incredible. Absolutely incredible. Go check out his entrance. I promise you. But the controversial thing that got fixed was MJ actually had Jericho pinned. Jericho had his hand up on the rope. Aubrey Edwards did not see it. She didn't see it. So she counted, and I mean, commentary couldn't even see it. But we all around the AEW crowd, everybody watching on the television screens, could see it. His hand was on the rope. Aubrey didn't see it. So she counted in death as the winner. Well, that wasn't going to settle. Rice Rinsberg and TK come out and go, no, 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 no. Rice Rinsberg goes down and tells Aubrey Edwards, look, his hand was on the rope. T TK says, no, 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 no. Restart the match. Restart the match. Restart the match. Tony Khan gets the match restarted. Absolutely incredible. They're back at it again. Guess what? He makes Jericho, Jericho makes MJ tap. So Jericho wins the match and makes MJ tap for the first time in his entire career. Absolutely humiliating for MJ. MJ's pissed because he thought he had to win. TK could see it on the monitor, so could Rice Rinsberg. We knew for a fact that he did not win. But MJ, of course, you know, he's going to dispute it, saying, no, 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 there was, there was no favoritism. But you know how MJ is. He's going to say there was favoritism. Favoritism because Aubrey and Jericho kind of had this history together. Aubrey's always the ref for Jericho's matches. Thank you, TK, for coming out there and standing up for Jericho and telling him to restart the match. I don't know what we would have done without Tony Khan coming out there and defending Jericho and Rice Rinsberg coming out there and going, no, Aubrey, his hand was on the ropes. It's not, no, no, restart the match. It's an incredible match. Guys, go check this out. It's an amazing match. I promise you, it will have you on the edge of your seat. It will have you biting your nails. You will be panicking through the whole thing, but it's incredible. I mean, the ending is fantastic. I mean, it's a fantastic. You have to go see it to believe it. It's fantastic. So then the other one, the one that we've all been waiting on, the one that's been talked about for weeks now, ever since he debuted in Chicago. I'm talking about Darby Allen versus CM Punk. Not quite sure how this match was going to go. CM Punk has not wrestled in seven years. So we weren't quite sure how CM Punk would, you know, if he would be okay how he would adjust if he had any ring rusts, you know, what would happen between him and Darby Allen? Guys, this is a match for the ages. This is one I highly recommend you go watch. It is unbelievable. It is absolutely incredible. There is no ring rust in CM Punk. If anything, CM Punk has improved. It is absolutely incredible. Darby and him push each other to their limits, and it's unbelievable how this match goes. It is incredible. It's one I highly, highly tell you, get on your social media and go check out, because this is incredible. This match will be talked about for years, because it was incredible. Great debut. CM Punk picked the perfect person to face. Darby Allen was perfect. I mean, they were incredible. Absolutely incredible. CM Punk wins the match. Shocking, but absolutely great win. 
After the match, Punk shakes hands not only with Sting, because Sting comes out, but he also shakes hands and hugs Darby Allen. That speaks volumes in respect, and that speaks volumes in alliances. You need alliances when you're new to AEW because you don't know who's going to come after you. And having Darby Allen and Sting in your corner is a good thing to have, just in case. I mean, we've got some powerhouse people in AEW right now, and they're all going to be gunning for CM Punk because he's the new guy. You know, so in their minds. He's a veteran, but he's a new guy. So they're all going to be gunning for him. So it's good to have as many alliances as you can in AEW because you don't know who's going to come after you next. And Darby Allen and Singh are a great alliance to have. They really are. Mucho respect for Darby Allen. Gotta give that boy props for props too because he really did give CM Punk a run for his money. I love the match. It was an incredible match. Worth seeing. It really was. It was worth it. You need to go check it out on the social. Paul White versus QT Marshall. Now, we know all this has been going on with QT Marshall and Paul White. And we know that the gun club turned on the Nightmare family last week or a couple weeks ago. We know that happened. So, we weren't quite sure. You know, we still don't know what's going on with that. But we weren't quite sure if QT Marshall was going to have, you know, the gun club in his back pocket. What was going to happen? We weren't quite sure if Paul White was up to the task of being in the ring. Because Paul White ain't been in the ring in a while. So, we weren't quite sure how he would match up with QT Marshall. Guys, it was an incredible match. Two hard-working veterans showing what they could do. And QT and Paul did an incredible job. I have to give both of them, and normally I don't give QT, you know, I try to give QT as much credit as I can, because QT's a great, he's a great in-ring performer. He really is. He's absolutely a great wrestler. He's one, I'm telling you, go check him out. He's If he wasn't, DDP wouldn't have given him the diamond cutter. And to me, I mean, you can tell this how hard he works. You can feel the passion and everything that he does. QT's incredible. On the flip side, Paul White is too. He's always been incredible. Absolutely incredible. In every promotion he's ever been in, this man has dominated. This was an even playing odd game. It was an even playing odd match between the two of them. Great match. Fantastic. Paul White does win that match, but QT does not make it easy for him. QT does make it hard, but it's QT. What do we expect? It's just how QT Marshall rolls. That's how the factory rolls. We're used to it. I like it. I kind of like it. Hopefully this storyline has ended and we can move on to something else involving QT that, you know, might fit QT, might set QT setting his sights on something a little bigger than Paul White. We don't know. We're going to have to wait and find out. And looking forward to when Paul White does return to the ring again and who he'll challenge next. It's going to be interesting to see. So now we move on to the main event, guys. The AEW World Heavyweight Championship, Kenny Omega versus Impact World Champion Christian Cage. We've seen this fight before. Those of you who are scratching your head going, okay, where do I, where do I see this fight? Go to your social media and look up Rampage with Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage for the Impact World Heavyweight Championship. And you will see what I'm talking about. This fight between these two boys is brutal. Anytime these two are together, they actually showcase just how good they both are. Just how good they both are. Don't take nothing away from Kenny. Don't take nothing away from Christian. They're both good. They both are fantastic wrestlers. They're... they're Kenny deserves all the accolades in the world because he's absolutely incredible. Christian Cage deserves all the accolades because Christian Cage has still got it. He's not lost a step. He's still doing just as good as he did way back when. 
absolutely incredible. And he's really showcasing what he can do. And this match is absolutely incredible. It is an incredible battle between two high-profiled in-ring performers and wrestlers. It is incredible. It is an amazing match. What I mean, better than the one against him at Rampage. It was absolutely incredible. And it ended with, of course, Kenny Omega retaining his AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Who didn't see that coming? Who did not? I mean, how many of you out there in the wrestling world did not see that coming? Because I did. I saw, I knew Kenny was going to retain. There was no way they were going to let him have both. There was no, I mean, he's doing fantastic on Impact. Christian is doing great on Impact. Kenny's doing great in AEW. You got two great champions there in two separate promotions that kind of flip flop back and forth between the Forbidden Door that are doing great. There's just somebody else out there designed to take that title off Kenny, and it's not Christian Cage. But after the match, of course, the you know, the elites and they're celebrating and they're having their little party and they're excited and they're absolutely just having a good time. And Kenny says. I told you guys, there is no one, nobody on my level. Nobody. He says, that, he says, no one that can take me on. If there is, they're either dead, retired, or gone. All of a sudden, the lights go out. For a minute there, when I'm sitting there watching, I'm thinking, oh my God, Malachi Black. That was the first thing I thought in my mind. Then it triggered a... Bound for Glory is coming up. It's coming up October 23rd. For those of you who don't know, Bound for Glory is an impact pay-per-view. But it's going to cross over with seven promotions, including AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling. So immediately, my second thought was, uh-oh, here comes Switchblade. We've got a big Houston. We have a problem. No, guys. Who comes out other than... Adam Cole, baby. Yes, you heard me correctly. Adam Cole. I was in shock. I was literally in shock because we knew he had left WWE, but we didn't know where he was going. He has friends in Impact. He has friends in New Japan, and he has friends in AEW. We were kind of thinking AEW because of the Bucks and because Brit's over there, but we weren't sure. He comes walking out. First thing you're thinking, oh, no. Kenny's out there. Is he going to challenge Kenny because of what happened? For those of you who don't know, go back on your social media and look. It's the, as I call it, the Adam Cole ROH incident. That's all I'm saying about it. It's the Adam Cole ROH incident. You're going to have to go see for yourself. It's way back when. I kind of thought, okay, we're going to start this up again after what Kenny did to him in ROH. What's going to happen? When he walks down there, the crowd is literally chanting, Adam Cole, Adam Cole. They are so excited to see him. He steps in the ring and gets right up to Kenny. And I'm like, oh no, this is going to be disastrous. He's going to turn on the elite. After what happened at ROH, he's still bitter about it. He's going to turn on him. No. He turns around and smiles and super kicks Christian Cage. Super kicks him, knocks him to the ground. I'm like, yes! The fans are going crazy. We're all excited because he just made his decision. He's elite. He's with Kenny and him. Absolutely excited. Jurassic Express comes out to try to help Christian. They get outnumbered. At one point, Adam Cole stops in the books, give him a kiss on the cheek. It's absolutely incredible to watch. Everybody's outnumbered. We don't know what's going to happen. It's getting nasty. P 
Tony Schiavone and all them were saying somebody's got to help them, somebody's got to help them because Christian and Jurassic Express are getting whooped all over the place by the elite and Adam Cole. They're getting whooped. Well, familiar music hits. And the next thing we hear is the crowd going, yes, yes, yes. You heard me correctly, guys. Brian Danielson, also formerly known as Daniel Bryan, is now all elite. And he comes waltzing in to all out. And not only does he come waltzing in, but he goes in there and takes out the elite, swinging for the fences. It's incredible. We've had Ruby Soho, Adam Cole, Minoru Suzuki, and now... Brian Danielson, all in one night on AEW All Out. Going to be interesting to see how this stacks up in Dynamite. Going to be interesting to see what they're going to do with Adam Cole. Ruby's, we all know where Ruby's going. Brian Danielson and Minoru Suzuki. It's going to be interesting to see where this goes. Because, I mean, you've got four great debuts coming into AEW. Sky's the limit is for what's going to happen. Sky's the limit is what's going to happen between Kenny, the Elite, and all of it. And with, now with Adam Cole in the fold, it's going to get pretty nasty. Because now they're the ultimate Elite. They have their little family back together. And the only thing that I can think of that could take on the, the ultimate Elite would be Bullet Club and Bound for Glory. It's highly possible that we could see Jay possibly not saying that's going to happen. But it's highly possible that we could see the Bullet Club versus the Ultimate Elite. We could see Kenny Omega versus Jay White. This could get really, really nasty, and this could get really... Now, keep in mind, guys, Bullet Club has an ace in the hole. They have something that the Good Brothers and the rest of them don't have. And I'm talking about evil. Evil is... He is his name is exactly what he is. He gets dangerous. And like I said, we all know who's in the Elite. You don't know who's on the Bullet Club. You have no idea who's in the Bullet Club. The Bullet Club is numerous people, and they're in promotions across every promotion, from ROH to Lucha Underground to AA, Triple, triple, you know, triple A. They're everywhere, so you don't know who's in and who's We can got one in Impact, so you don't know who's going to show up. Jay White, when he shows up, he never comes alone, and we've seen him on Impact, and we know what he's capable of on Impact. So now, guys, think of it this way, at Bound for Glory, because that will be the next pay-per-view for AEW, after, of course, Grand Slam, which will be on Wednesday and Friday of, ne of this one next, what that following week. But imagine, after Grand Slam, the next one's bound for glory. So it's going to be interesting to see who's going to show up, what dream matches we might get. You've got a lot, I mean, you've got seven promotions involved in Bound for Glory. So it's going to be interesting to see when that Forbidden North swings open. Who's going to come out? And like I said, you've got four new new four debuts. You've got Minoru Suzuki, which we all know he's going to be gunning from John Moxley. He's far from Devil Moxley. You've got Ruby Soho, who's going after Britt Baker. So you know that's far from over. Adam Cole, he's going to go after whomever and anybody that gets in the way of the elite. And then Brian Danielson. We don't know what he's going to do. I mean, truthfully and honestly, he could go after anybody. But I kind of see him going for the AEW title. Which I could I could get on board seeing Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson. I, I would love to see that match. That might actually be a good one. Gonna be interested to see what happens. All out is always shows out. It always show oh it gets better and better each year that it goes. So to have these four debuts, absolutely incredible. Cannot wait to see, you know, 
Dynamite next week. Can't wait to see what's going to happen. The fallout from AEW all out. Anybody could show up on Dynamite. We don't know. We don't know with the forbidden door being there and it's open. Anybody can walk through. Going to be interesting to see what happens. Okay, guys. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Because like I said, without you, there would be no me. Tell your friends. If they are wrestling fans, get on your social media and spread the word. Let them know about this podcast and tell, give it, tell them to give it a listen. Give it a try. See what they think. If you know, I mean, you know how I am. I love your feedback, guys. Get on there and tell me what you think. Follow me and tell me on my social media, on my Facebook, on my Twitter, at Wrestling Nights, Nights ending with a Z. And my Instagram at In the Ring with Brandy. Give me a shout out. We don't have to talk about AEW. We can talk about any promotion, even the indie circuit. I love to hear you guys' opinions about the indie circuit because there's a lot of good performers on the indie circuit that could end up anywhere in any of these promotions. That I mean, they could be a serious threat. If you want to talk about anything, it doesn't matter. Wrestling related, I'm all for it. If you want to, you know, give me positive feedback, give me negative feedback. You tell me what you think. That I'm willing. To, I'm willing to listen to that too. I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys think. And I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys have to say about All Out or anything. Again, guys, remember, my social media, my Facebook, my Twitter, at Wrestling Nights, Nights ending with a Z, and at my Instagram, at In the Ring with Brandy. And also, next week, I am going, or not in two weeks, it's in two weeks, guys. Next podcast round, I'm going to have another pay-per-view extravaganza. We know that Extreme Rules is coming up, and we also have Victory Road for Impact. I'm going to cover both of those for you guys, so you guys don't miss out on any of the action. Remember, pay-per-view extravaganza on the next podcast week, so don't miss out on it. Or otherwise, you're going to miss out on some great action at Extreme Rules and Victory Road. So I will see you guys next time on more wrestling action. Thank you so much for listening, and have a great night. See you next time.